James says faith without action is dead. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We are moving on today in James chapter 2. We're going to be studying verses 14 through 17. And today we move into James's teaching on the topic of faith and works or faith and deeds. Um, in the Protestant church, we get a little squirrely <laughs> when we start talking about works or deeds uh, because uh, part of our movement was founded on this um, reaction to uh, this idea that your works can save you. Um, works righteousness is not something at all that the Bible teaches. And James makes that clear in this section, although he takes a very strong stand that anyone who's going to proclaim faith in Christ, uh, who is doing nothing in their life to live that faith out or to express that faith, is probably not uh, living an authentic life of faith. Uh, James sees the relationship between our faith and our actions as a one-to-one relationship. And uh, if we could sit across the table from James and ask him some questions about what he was getting at, I'm sure that he would tell us that uh, true faith in Jesus responds to the good gift of God's grace and mercy by doing likewise to others, doing things to others that would express um, uh, the love and kindness and grace and mercy of Jesus in real time. And so th- that's where this discussion lands in uh, James's letter. Uh, and that's where the discussion has uh, focused for Protestants for many, many, many centuries. Um, we do not see a works righteousness path to salvation uh, because we understand the scriptures to teach that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. It is Jesus that does the saving. Uh, it is his work on the cross, his finished work on the cross, uh, that secured for us uh, our forgiveness from sin and secured for us our redemption. And um, it is also his victorious resurrection that seals the victory once and for all and gives us all the hope and promise of resurrection uh, and our uh, eternity future (laughs) with Heavenly Father and uh, with the Godhead. And so um, we believe that faith should express itself in authentic works that are a response to the grace and mercy of Jesus. And that's your ministry, uh, to be quite honest. The what you do aspect of your faith is your ministry. It is that unique way that God has called you and wired you to express his love and grace and mercy in the world. All right, but let's uh, move toward the text. And before we do that, let's lift our hearts to the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. It's Friday, Lord, and we give you thanks for your faithfulness in our lives once again. Father, teach us through your word. Uh, that we might grow in your grace and mercy to be more like Jesus, so that what we do is a direct reflection of your love at work in our lives and in our hearts. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for your word and its solid instruction. Uh, We commit our way to it, uh, and we surrender to you, O God. We want your spirit to lead us in every way. 
We ask these things and pray them in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, here is James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? And the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Well, I think this is a, a strong teaching, and these are strong words, and clearly you could see there's room in this passage for people of a variety of theological backgrounds to interpret interpret these words in different ways, but I see it as a clear uh, refutation of the notion of works righteousness, and James is simply saying uh, faith really has two pillars. Uh, it has our um, trusting uh, response to Jesus by putting our belief and our faith in his saving work on our behalf, and that's a spirit-led action. Only God could lead us to the point where we put our trust in Jesus. We believe in him for salvation. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin and brings us to that point. And so that is God's doing, consistent with what Paul teaches in Ephesians 2, that um, you've been uh, saved by grace through faith. This is not of your own doing. It's the gift of God, so no one can boast. And that's true. It's the Holy Spirit that leads us to that point of conviction and surrender, uh, where we come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And we receive the gift of his salvation and redemption. Uh, that's the gift, uh, that's the gift uh, of faith that the Bible talks about, and only the Holy Spirit uh, can prompt us to respond to that. Uh, and so that's a, that's a, a faith-born thing. Uh, it's nothing of our own doing. It's God's work. And then um, James challenges us with this thought that if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds, can such faith save them? Is, is it true faith? That's really the question. And he paints a scenario for us. He says, someone comes to you that has a need, and instead of responding to the need, you say, uh, go on your way. <laughs> and, uh, and God's peace, keep warm and be well fed. And you do nothing about the physical need that's so glaringly apparent. Uh, is that true faith? Uh, a faith that just sits on its hands. And I agree with James that true faith responds, is moved by the love of Jesus within to respond to the needs of others. It's not that we feel like we're doing things to get God's attention, that we're working to earn a better position in God's economy. It's that we're responding as His Spirit within us prompts us to respond to the needs of others. Um, and that is evidence that we're being transformed. <laughs> because if we respond to the things that move God's heart, then it's evident that God's heart is alive in us. And if his heart is alive in us, then his spirit has been doing the work of transformation within. And there, that's all good things. Those are measurable things to see that the fruit of the spirit are alive in us. And uh, so our response, our work is our ministry. It's our calling. It's, it's how we are wired to respond to the needs of others in this life. And that's a good thing. Uh, James reminds us that faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. Um, that's a great challenge for us, my friends. You ought to have a ministry if you're a sincere believer in Jesus. There ought to be something that you are prompted to do 
uh, on the basis of your faith in Jesus um, in response to his love at work in your life uh, to reach into the lives of others. Um, if you are a believer and you're a person of strong faith and you have no ministry, uh, I would challenge you to look very closely at your heart and ask yourself, why? Why is it that I have no ministry? Why is it that I'm doing nothing in response to the grace and mercy of Jesus at work in my life? Why do I sit on my hands? Why am I on the sidelines? Why am I riding the bench? What am I doing here? And pray that God would reveal his will, purpose, and plan for your life to you. Pray that he would reveal to you your ministry. And honestly, my friends, it can be something very simple. Um, But it should come from the heart, and it should be God-directed and spirit-empowered if it's to be true and real and impactful. But you should have a ministry if your faith is is true. And um, that's, that's the way that we respond to the grace and mercy of God at work in our lives. All right, my friends. Well, great teaching from James. These are wonderful verses. We're going to move on in this section as we uh, get caught back up on Monday. And I pray that you have a great weekend with your friends and family and uh, that some rest and fun will come your way this weekend. God bless you.